I forget if it was Elon Musk. And it's like, what is your advice for an aspiring startup founder? He's like, don't do it. Welcome back to the out. Welcome back to the Smart Nonsense Podcast. Entrepreneurship, self-development, challenging norms. That's the name of the game here, baby. Pop, you text me, want to know what's funny? I said, fire it up. Fire up the pot. I don't want to hey. know anything that's funny in text. <laughs> I can put it on the record. You know what I, I realized immediately after that? The strudel's way no. too hot. The, oh, you can't can't be doing it. Uh, on the record? Can't be on the record. It was probably gossip be off the record. Thought poison. We like thought poison. A lot right of here. thought poison. Uh, I so think this it. is your agenda day, right? So that's it. It's my agenda. <laughs> I came on with a layup for you, and you you just folded your cards. So let me let me hit you with a weird one, because it's still festering. Naval just texts us. He texts us. He texts us mm. the most enlightened thing a human being should ever say ever. I don't need. He ends it with. Uh, uh, money doesn't change the world. Ideas do. Let's make sure they're the best ideas. Nobody knows how to respond. There's like 20 people in this group. Nobody knows what to say. I'm supposed to post a clip uh, like an hour ago. I was literally, I was thinking about doing it. And then I saw that and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to follow this up with, hey, sure, sure, Naval, uh, tweet live. Retweet if you can. Dude. Uh, I, I can't follow that up. Well, you were you were saying. So now, like, now I'm no, thinking. Naval, you're enlightened and all, but like, we're still looking for basic shelter on our on our hierarchy of needs. We're 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 not on your level, man. I know, dude. He is Maslow. He's he's just there. He created the fucking food pyramid, and now he's arisen above it. He's like, money's nice to some level, but I don't need that no more. Let's make something for posterity. No, we need money. Granted, still. hey, I almost wish. You could read the whole thing, but it's it's so like right from the get go, you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Do you have it open? It, it's a mini essay. Right from the get go is something I've been musing on. You don't want a something I've been musing on from Naval. You know, you know that's a book. Amuse. I like amuse. <laughs> the next sentence, what is it? It's like something about what he wants to accomplish <laughs> I in was, his life. I was trying to figure out how I can make the largest possible impact for humanity with whatever remains of my life. Not as an obligation or because it's good, but simply as a <laughs> self-expression of who I am and what I firmly know to be true. Nobody can respond to this. Fuck yeah. Hey, he knows it's true. How, you can't you can't counteract truth. I'm still and honestly, <laughs> the truth is To the me truth. it sounds like Todd, the direction Todd was going. The truth is the truth. I'll just send them that. Be like, hey, how about you start doing thumbnails like this, Naval? That's for posterity. The truth is the truth. Referencing, uh, what is that? Episode 109 109 109. or something like that. The truth is the truth. Fucking gem, dude. We're like, should we hire a titles and thumbnail specialist? No, just let the team rip. Let them rip. I think we came up with that title, actually. (laughs) <laughs> that was me mid episode the truth is the truth it's a great idea between you and i but for growth it's it's that's not going to move the needle horrible the needle's going negative but what's cool here is naval is rallying the troops and i like seeing it i texted you this i'm like we're one of the six people that is ever going to see this message and to me that's super cool because it's one of those meaningful like naval has this midlife crisis sort of not, it's not a crisis because he's 
he's coming from a good place, but uh, like he says, his life is perfect and he's just thinking how to elevate the perfection, I guess. Uh, but it's, it's motivating. Um, you know what else is motivating? It kind of scares me at the same time. You know what else is motivating? Theo Vaughn. Don't transition. <laughs> you want to finish? No. <laughs> I heard the transition. I took it. Well, I took it. <laughs> I know. Seize the day. Tabula rasa. I'm like, where are that? we going? Uh, where are we going? I see the transition. I'm going to take it. No, but here's what I like. It's just, uh, I sent you, oh my God, dude. <laughs> the, the CEO video of Naval that got me in trouble. I haven't uh, watched it yet. I was thinking about I haven't watched it yet. That's the video, though. <laughs> I was re-watching it. <laughs> Can you make your uh, point? A lot of off-the-record <laughs> stuff here. Um the, the what is the point? But this oh, is the why you gotta let like, me take my transitions. <laughs> take it while it comes. Never talk about this again. I just like seeing like this is Naval kind of motivating as if he were a CEO or kind of seeing like a a, a glimpse of him running a company or running a brand or running whatever it is. It's like he just drops this bomb out of nowhere and it's like, hey. Uh, here's where we're at. Here's where we want to go. Let's make it happen. Fucking hoorah. And I'm like, hoorah, dude. Let's do it. It's crickets right now. But and let's watch we'll some more there. Theo Vaughn together. How about that? Theo Vaughn. Here's the deal, all right? I'm, I've been anti-short form for a while. I've deleted all socials. But YouTube, it, it's got a place in my heart. And I think I was bored over the weekend. And I was like, oh, there's, there's little shorts. There's a shorts button at the bottom of YouTube. Mm-hmm. How about that? Oh. And the YouTube algorithm could quite possibly be the strongest algorithm I have ever experienced in my life. From from the get-go, Dude. they've got you. Okay, here's my issue. I wanted to watch some Theo Vaughn. I'm not a YouTube shorts guy. I don't fuck with that. So I went on Instagram. I'm like, hashtag Theo Vaughn. How do I find reels of Theo Vaughn? Because you got me hooked. This guy's a fucking rabbit hoodlum... Uh, I don't know how to describe him. He's like, what are those people he from the Bayou out. called? He, he He's like Down one of them. Syndrome, he said... He absolutely beat the fuck out of well, it, it was more or of his so town, a tie. Sorry, his but town his his town said he beat it. I've never seen a personality like him. And you've been sending me all the dumbest but funniest <laughs> and somehow smart clips I've ever seen. YouTube doesn't disguise it. YouTube will literally play me Theo Vaughn after Theo Vaughn after the, they're like, You want Theo Vaughn. Well, We're giving you Theo Vaughn. That's what I'm saying. All I wanted was Theo Vaughn. I went on TikTok. I'm like, hashtag Theo Vaughn. Hashtag Theo Vaughn on Instagram Reels. They, they keep giving me other shit or bad Theo Vaughn clips that had like 200 views. I go to YouTube. My algorithm's already there. <laughs> Just from you sending me shit, I was already getting Theo Vaughn. And that's all I got. Theo Vaughn and Crystalia. It's amazing. I think, I think YouTube just has more history to work with. Although I never well, watched a Theo Vaughn video you, in my life. I don't watch comedy videos. But I'm like, Theo Vaughn is exactly what I needed. Theo Vaughn is the type of man that thrives in short form. Because I I've been, I tried listening to his Joe Rogan and it's like mostly boring. But then occasionally he'll just have the dumbest uh, sawed off take you'll ever see. And I fucking love it, dude. There's, there's nothing like it, but you just need those gems. So he works perfect for shorts. And, uh, and in the past, I was just like, who is this clown? Why do people like him? And now I get it's it. It's amazing. There's, I've never encountered someone like he, him. It's the most nonsensical construction of jokes I've ever seen. What do you say? A possum is a, 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 a possum is a shit. 
oh, what did he call it, dude? It was so funny. And uh, a street, a street, something. A street. Oh man. Okay. Well, anyway, it's actually, the, the, it's really sad. What what I want to get to is the point at which we can become parody artists, like Theo Vaughn or Bobby Lee. Nobody can tell if you're telling the truth or if you're making a joke, but then everyone has to write it off as a joke because, like, look at him. He's just look at him. He get away right. with murder. We need mullets. We need mullets. I think. I think you literally. He says something, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, he's got a mullet." Okay. Right. You just discount. Same it with Bobby he, Lee. He, he says something and crazy, stupid. and then he just goes like, and that's it. And you're like, wow, he really just said that. Okay. It's cancel proofing through through just being out of your mind. You know what else is cancel proofing? Constantly out of your mind. Out of your mind. The only way we cancel proof ourselves, Pop, is by becoming no coders. That's the way out. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> two for two. <laughs> That's that's a great transition. If anyone came, that's part of the problem with our episodes. It's like try titling this. What the fuck is that? You just you just gotta pick one that's of them. That's gonna I be guess, the title. One. Try titling this. You just said it. Oh, <laughs> uh, now that's actually gonna be the title. Uh, <laughs> unless we hire someone in time, because we do have Tomorrow. a backlog. Yeah, you know, we're in a good place with the agency. It's cool. We're. We basically just crossed a big threshold in terms of numbers. That's nice. And uh, we like it. It's slightly less hands-off than before because we have this nice 10 for 10 package that is selling like hotcakes because it's just fucking intuitive. It's like 10 for 10. That makes sense. Premium clips. Awesome. Let's do it. Like it's a no-brainer. But we, we aspire to greater things. This agency can be something cool. But we're like, we see all these people that are like, hey, I want videos and I can't pay 10 for 10 prices or I just want my my own editor around the clock. How do I get that? Can anyone tell me? And we get these messages almost daily, probably daily, actually, uh, yeah. at least on average. And it's like, I like averages. People don't know what to do. They don't know where to look. I don't, for example, you just with this uh, hiring video for the TNT scientist that titles and thumbnails and socials. I don't know how to hire a VFX artist on Fiverr. I, I've just never like tried it. And that's or how, sort of to, what how do you me. communicate it, a project or how do you know what they right. need to get started? There's right. so many and problems. So what we're, what we're realizing is we have the unique ability to know where a lot of the best editors are, how to find them. A lot of people have no idea. And plus, we know exactly what they need and what the client needs just because we've been in that role constantly of like, hey, uh, here's like, for example, sizing and like, do you need a thumbnail? Like all the questions to be asked, we just spoon feed it to a person. Like you you come in Fiverr and it's, I'm, I'm guessing, or Upwork or whatever. It's pretty broad. But we're, we're trying to niche down on just the, the video side of things. Granted, I don't know if we're supposed to be talking about this, but... I don't know. Fuck it. We'll move hey, fast. We move fast but, now. Uh, we know code. <laughs> right, right. It's already going to be up by the time you see this. How about that? So we just specialize in video. And then <laughs> it's like, if you need a video made, you come here and everything is just the easiest flow through process there ever was. I don't know if it's like 
people can be like, oh, I have one project or like, say you click on a profile. It's like, I want one project or one month with this person. And you can kind of select either because we kind of have both sides of the spectrum. But regardless, no code side. We want to be able to do this ourselves. Yeah, the, the fact we don't of the matter have to hire is some yawn. The, the fact of the matter is, we keep making excuses to not do things because we're not technical. Then we, we kick around this idea, like, well, where do we find a super technical person? We're like, we don't know. We we wouldn't know how to vet them. So I read this book, the minimalist entrepreneur Sahil, <clears throat> the founder of Gumroad, and it's like there are just there are so many steps even before that that using products on the internet, no code products that you can tie together. You can create a pipeline or a process that solves somebody's problem. And there's no reason you and I can't do that. Um, so it, it's kind right. of like enough en- enough excuses. Just Well, that's, that's the MVP. Right. It gets you to MVP. Right. There's also, the, we were talking to this guy yesterday. There's this funny thing at, at the agency, probably just at any company, where like when you go from zero to 20 people, relatively easy, all things considered. You know everyone. It's fun. You talk to everyone. You're just solving problems. When you go like north of 40 people or from 50 to 100, that's when like we have no idea who's being hired. We have no idea how they're being onboarded, more or less. Like it takes more time for things to bubble up to you. I don't know where I was going with that, but basically our MVP will uh, like our MVP will kind of solve this problem for you and I and for the agency first. And if that works, you spin it off well, into a, a market solution. We pretty much have the trickiest sort of agency because, for example, Google, each one of their employees, on average, given their their total revenue divided by total number of employees, is something like $10 million. Versus us, if you take the average contractor employee and uh, like you divide our total revenue by the amount of contractors, it's probably like fucking... $20,000. So that means to, to reach any sort of meaningful scale, we have to have such a large company. And it's just, it's so much and a lot of headaches. That's why we're like, hey, maybe we're the marketplace where we don't need to be in between. Uh, or we're only in we, between. And they kind of like circumvent us. A managed marketplace. So that we uh, don't have to be responsible for output of content and quality of content. You can't do that at scale. We can do that in the fun little boutique agency, but you can't do that at scale. Hey, what I realized, well, one, I don't know if Jack's ever going to be able to make it out of uh, Next, but I don't know. since the next cohort for no code is, uh, I think it's like January 1st or something, or right at the start of the new year, our whole push is to get like fully out of managing smart nonsense media. So have the CEO running it by then because we wanted to take the the course right now, but I don't think we could. We just have too many distractions versus once we hire that person to run the company, then we can focus entirely on the no code course. It's true. That's and true. build out Clip Marketplace. Hey, we're going back to class. How about that? You know who else does class? Yeah. Adam Savage. I want to talk about the Adam Savage. You're like, what? The Adam Savage permissionless work paradox. All right. Do you remember this? I made a note of this. Oh, I made a note too. I did have that. I wrote it as the binky paradox. It is the binky paradox. Here's the paradox. I did something for my parents based on lessons from Adam Savage. I organized something. 
on the notion of first-order retrievability. That's Adam Savage's premise that anything you need when you're making stuff should be uh, first-order retrievable. You should know, I need a whisk, grab the whisk. I know exactly where it's at. I need a tongs, grab the tongs. And there's no wasted time in between. So I first ordered my parents' like junk drawer in the kitchen. And I tweeted that at Adam Savage. Lo and behold, he retweeted that effectively immediately. And I texted you like, wow, there really are no excuses. This is a huge inspiration of mine. I did this thing a year ago because of him. I thought nothing of it. I sent a picture to him and he took note. Imagine if I, I don't know, followed up on that or added more value to his life. Like that is the dude from Mythbusters. That was my childhood. And he took note of something I did. So I'm like, there's no excuses. There's just no excuses to do. That's so goofy, dude. It's so goofy. That was the beauty when Ian's like, y'all got to get on Twitter. We're like, all right, sure. We'll do it. And pretty much the first day on, we probably, I think we tried to tweet at, uh, who's the body language guy? Oh, uh, Ed Navarro. Ed? Ed? Joe. Joe. Joe Navarro. Joe. Joe. Joe, and he liked one of the tweets, like, right out of the bat, like, pretty much, our minds were just blown. We're like, wait, wait, this person who are idolizing and reading his book, we send out one tweet, and he likes it, like, he saw what came out of our head now? It's just this, like, what the fuck is reality? And so, uh, everyone we're working with now is is astounding. And what's beautiful is whenever we have a new client come in, we're telling them, like, hey, these are all our clients. And now we're just, like, social proof fucking clout chasing up the ladder not really by design or kind of by design but um not for clout it's just it's one of these things where we see okay we did it and we can replicate it like adam savage has no idea about us editing for naval he he doesn't know anything all he knows is hey there was a cool tweet that was relevant to me uh i'm gonna show some love for it anyone can do that you don't need any of what we've already built and that's how we got our foot in the door in the first place it's like our friend Brian, who we call Binky, he's been trying to find yeah, a job. Basically, I'm going to consider it like it's been like essentially we graduated undergrad three years ago. I think he went into postgrad just because he didn't know what to do. So I'm going to count that as a year of not having a job because fuck him. Basically, several years of him not having a job because he lives this sort of relaxed life and he's golfing and like why change when it's not terrible. And we're telling him like, Hey, dude, you should probably find a job. And he's like, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. And he's sending out all these applications, but nothing's happening with it. I'm like, hey, we probably couldn't get jobs either. Like, if, granted, we now have a successful company, but before that, like, we were nothing. I worked for a fucking pickup artist for a year. Like, am I going to put that on a resume? I was effectively nothing. So I was forced to, to come down the, the Dylan Twitter route to figure out how to get clients and how to move up in the world. And if I can do this, why, why can't you? And we can teach you this. But then it's the paradox, right? Of the paradox. Wait, before you go into the paradox. We take... Wait, Jason Calacanis was on the air. Someone did this to him, my buddy Landon. And he's like, I don't have a job. He told his team, I don't have a job for Landon right now. Make a job for Landon. He's crushing it. <laughs> Literally, make him a job. Adam right. Savage would be like, make this guy a job. The paradox. Right. And that's why I, I hate... It's sort of like you never want to be in a Google form, as in you never want to apply the same way that everyone else is because you're not going to stand out. You're just going to be another, another resume coming through. 
And that's why pretty much everyone we hire is through referrals. And even like our online jobs at PH, this is kind of like the thing I was going to talk about at the start of the podcast. Like we're not even posting there anymore because all of our hires just come through referrals. So it's basically useless for us to try to go through this method. Granted, I, I think we can change some stuff around to like make it more useful, but everyone's through the back, the back door. And that's what we're trying to hire this TNT person, not by putting up uh, a real job post. We're going through Twitter. Like the one thing that we know what to do, we're going to put it out there and see like who's ambitious enough to now submit some sort of application. It can be whatever they want or just like reach out to us. Henry's intern. Creative. Might we on the on the paradox? Hey, call him out. What the fuck? I forgot is that? that played into it. Wait, hit him with the paradox. The the permissionless work paradox. I think it's a book. Permissionless work. Well, it's like we keep probing our friend Binky. It's like, hey, we know exactly the playbook to do. We've done it probably a dozen times, honestly, at this point with different people and gotten their attention. Started working with them. Have these amazing relationships. We'll teach you how to do it. Just do it. Just do it. But at the same time, it's like we're pulling teeth trying to get him to do this, and we know it'll work. But if we're doing this, it's essentially, if you're the person on the other side, you don't want to hire that person. Because the idea is you want to hire the person that goes out of their way, is super ambitious, is super like uh, crafty in what they do. And Brian here is being the opposite of that. He's rejecting everything we're spoon-feeding to him. So if he does end up doing it, it's like, fuck, I wouldn't actually want to hire this person. So in a sense, that's why we have to pull back. Like, hey, we showed him. Granted, he probably doesn't know how well we're doing, but we're proof. Like, hey, if you, if you need it, come to us. But we're not going to go and like bring you to water and force you to drink. Because if we do, then, then you're, actually, you're actually a bad employee. Like, you shouldn't be doing that. We should turn him away at that point. Oh, that's a great point. Um, so it's funny cause Henry's intern who I love dearly on Twitter hits me up. Actually, he hasn't the last, he or she hasn't the last few days, but would hit me up every single day That's so funny. with uh, a picture. Like I bring Henry, uh, Belcaster, a new coffee every single day until he hires me. And I get a chuckle out of it most days. And I've done stuff like that. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to tweet at Casey Neistat every day until he recognizes I'm the next Casey Neistat or whatever it is. I never realized how invaluable that tactic is until it was happening to me every day. I'm like, all right, get on with it. So finally, uh, I give Henry's intern a job. I'm like, you know what? That person was persistent as hell. And we need somebody to do growth for the Smart Nonsense brand, titles, thumbnails, analytics. And uh, okay, let me, let, me, let me give this permissionless work layup to Henry's intern because we don't know where else to turn. I tell him like, Henry's intern, go on YouTube. And for the last five Smart Nonsense podcast episodes, give us a new title and thumbnail that's optimized for like general growth. Because the way we title these is not great. It's for you and I to, I don't even remember based on the titles. They're so vague. Crickets. Crickets. I've never been it's more like, do you confused. Want, did you want to work for me at all costs? Or was this just a Twitter thing? It's almost like it reminds me of, say... Say you're a guy. Hey, let me bring this to relationships. And <laughs> this girl's you chasing know. you for whatever. Like, it's it's almost like, yeah, it's the only thing I know. Uh, basically, like, this person's chasing you and chasing you and chasing you forever. But you're, like, turning them away and continue, like, kind of the David Dobrik effect where all these girls want him. But he, he never hooks up with them or at least on camera or anything. And they, they just want it more. 
But then the second he relents and he, he like kisses them, well, the chase is over. Like you don't, you don't really want it. <clears throat> That's almost what it feels like where this guy loved like the idea of working for you and trying all this stuff and like, uh, just playing around. And now you're like, Hey, work. I'll actually work with you. Like, Oh, what the fuck? I don't want to do that. Like that, that doesn't, it, it was the most confusing shit. Whereas if, for example, with my first million, we hear one little inkling of, uh, yeah, we want to get into video. We fucking blitzed them the next day. It was literally within 24 hours. Uh, I was in the back of the truck recording a video of you. And <laughs> 5 a.m. Fucking, we, it was, we it was the next morning. 5 right. a.m. <laughs> Absolute Which madness. Which is funny because at the time we had a roommate who was not really cut from this cloth. And you're uh, like, dude, uh, let him know we're going to be out at 4.45 so we can record at 5. And I was like, no. I told you no. I don't remember my reasoning, but I was like, that would be uh, trying to force, trying to lead this horse to water and force him to drink. It, right. It ain't there. It's it's almost like, I forget if it was uh, Elon Musk. And it's like, what is your advice for an aspiring startup founder he's like don't do it (laughs) and they're like what he's like yeah well if i tell them don't do it and they listen to me they shouldn't have been a startup founder in the first place Mm. but if they hear me say don't do it and they still do it they should be a startup founder Hmm. it's almost like that you like you want to push them away so when we had that person staying with us uh, you could probably know his name if you listen to the podcast but uh we were at the time i was balling out making eight grand a month and everyone was like dylan you're making eight grand a month oh my god and it was like uh we have so much demand and it was incredible and i'm like yeah dude it's it's really easy like i'm literally hiring these people constantly i can just give you one all you have to do is find a client oh and learn word. a little bit of video editing. I forgot. And nothing ever came out of it. No. No, you were you were taking I remember I, I had a, a long conversation for like an hour. It's it's the truth. It, the so truth it's got to be that intrinsic motivation. You said here is A, B, and C the to make $10,000 a month. Crickets. You, I, don't, it's, I don't know what you do, but you got to want it. But then on the other side... We also have these people, like, there are certain people that we just want to work with. So that, uh, what's the, what's the guy that inter- interviewed Chris Sacco? What's his name? Uh, Campbell. Campbell. The uh, Baron or something? Yeah, yeah. I, <clears throat> him. I yeah, forget. Baron. But he's, he's a stud. Like, you've been talking a lot. He, he watches all our content. He's interacting. Same with several of our, uh, mentor list people. Like, they're on our radar and it works. So that when there is that opportunity, we want to work with them. And then it's just a matter of like, okay, do they want to actually put in that, that work? Uh, which, oh this my God, yeah, intern had it in the bag. Right. So we're, we're, we're scripting this video trying to figure out how we're going to hire this position. We never hire in this way. And we're like, oh, Campbell, he's of really high right. value. I know his story. I've talked to him a few times. He's always pinging me. He's always interacting. He's bought into the thing. If you can do that for anybody, the second they need something, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. It's so fascinating. It gets back to the when we originally blitzed the My First Million podcast, and Sean DM'd me, and he's like, the world is full of so many mediocre people 
that you can tell immediately when you have someone in the top 1%. And that was you or, or us, I should say. And it's like, it's so fucking true because everyone here is just either non-existent or they're all talk. So when you get someone that actually executes and that's like your superpower is pushing to just fucking do and just get it out there at 80% or whatever level, people fucking love that and they eat it up. And like, for example, all this person, Henry Belcaster's intern had to do was show a decent thumbnail and title. Dude, it didn't have to be that good. It didn't have to be that good. You just had to be a job done. Right. Just get it done. Get it back to us. And you could even say like, hey, I just turned this around fast. I want to learn a lot more. I know it's bad. But like, I'm just committed. Hey, I've never opened Photoshop before. So I spent all night on Canva trying to figure this out. But I'm by God, I'm committed to learn. Turn in right. something that you did. It's it's incredibly easy. Honestly, the best place in the world to find a job is Twitter. If you're just active on Twitter with people you want to work with, it's inevitable. You just will. Inevitable. Hey, I got the title for this episode. Don't be a startup founder. I think that's it. Huh. The Elon Musk advice. That's brilliant. They're really gonna they're really gonna get uh, clickbaited with this one, huh? <laughs> How did we start this? I don't even remember. There were so many transitions. Pop, that's that's all I got. Um Theo? That? Theo? I don't know. He's just like, I'm, yeah, dad. I don't know. I probably, I'll <laughs> uh-huh, save bro. some. Bro. Dad. <laughs> no, seriously, dude. Uh hey, how about that? How about that? <laughs> um another thing, uh <laughs> if you do start a company. And you hire in the Philippines, make sure they're all contractors because employees over there. Uh, oh, that's a whole it's, episode. It's fucking. That's a whole episode. It's a landmine. We, that should be an episode like how to hire in the Philippines. Like that's an SEO episode. <laughs> an but, SEO uh, episode. You hear that, Henry's intern? That one will be chock full of SEO. All right, Pop. Um, I don't know how we get to we got a magic a- word, so I'm just going to keep talking a little bit. I'm looking around. Um, people should go on YouTube. Subscribe to these. Hey, I'm on a balcony. What would I say if I took a shit in my hand and threw it out? <laughs> I'm going to lose.